Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Whenever Thanksgiving rolls around each year, we tend to stop and count our blessings. That's a good thing, something we do well to do any time of the year. But Dr. Jennings says we may be unaware of another benefit of a thankful heart, and he's here to share what that might be. He joins us via Skype. So, Dr. Jennings, what do we need to know? Well, one of the things we know is that our minds and bodies are intricately connected. And science has now demonstrated that our mental attitudes have a significant impact on our physical health. And so if we develop an attitude of gratitude, a thankfulness, we send a signal to our brain's stress circuitry, calming that circuitry down, where we have a calmer heart rate, lower blood pressures, less stress hormones. We actually have, over the course of time, if we have attitudes of gratitude, we have better physical health, less mental health problems. We have better sleep. We simply function better. Interesting studies. The study in 2013 found that gratitude was correlated with better physical and psychological health. And not only that, the association got stronger the older we got. Well, Dr. Jennings, that sounds well and good, but you know, you deal with people who have a lot of major problems in their lives. How on earth are we supposed to be thankful? How are we supposed to have an attitude of gratitude in the middle of this mess that we call life? You know, that's a great question, Charles, and that is really the decisions that people have to make. And I use this metaphor of a rose garden. And imagine maybe we got invited to the premier rose garden in the world, maybe the White House rose garden, and you had an opportunity to go through at peak season. Would you walk through the rose garden going, oh, look at the thorns, thorns everywhere, just all the thorns? Or would you actually celebrate the beauty of the roses? Now, there's several lessons in this metaphor. One, uh, life is filled with both thorns and roses. When you go into the rose garden, just because you focus on the roses, it doesn't mean you're unaware of the thorns or you're negligent to get yourself injured or that you still may not actually get a thorn here or there. But the point is, when you walk in the rose garden, you don't ignore all the roses and focus simply on the thorns. Your whole attitude changes from an oppressive, dark, oh, thorns everywhere to, wow, look at the beauty around us. And in our lives, we all have thorns to deal with, but most of us still have many roses in our life that we could focus upon if we could heal the wounds we've suffered from some of the thorns of life. Okay, then that brings my next question. Do we start this process by healing the thorns or by starting to look at the roses? You said start the process. An interesting another study that came out in 2013 found that there was a link between the level of a parent's gratitude and the gratitude level developed in their children with a greater linkage between a mother-child relationship than the father-child relationship, meaning that if the mother had a strong attitude of gratitude, the child was more likely to grow up with a thankful heart and attitude, whereas if the mother had a more negative attitude, that, that had a stronger impact than a father's thankful attitude. So you say, where does it start? Well, it starts in our home life. And it starts in what we experience and whether we are modeled and uh, demonstrated thankfulness in the decisions we make. And this is where we often learn where we focus because our parents, as we're 
learning about life, we observe are our parents' worriers? Or in spite of those things, do they also always find places to praise God and give thanks for the blessings in life? Okay, does that translate from parent-child to husband and wife? Will it work there too? The influence on each other certainly works in all of our relationships, but this particular study was looking at the developmental impacts. And so husbands and wives come into relationships already with their own sense of selves, so they're not really developing the patterns. It's like you don't learn your language primarily from your your spouse, but you could if you married somebody with a different language than yours. You could learn a new language in that relationship over time. Okay. And so if you have a kind of a pessimistic spouse, they could bring you down conversely. A thankful spouse could have a positive influence on somebody who hasn't really seen through those lenses. There was an interesting another study done in 2015 of hospital-based healthcare workers now, you think about the stress in a hospital-based yes, healthcare really. worker, and they compared those individuals for four weeks. They broke them into three groups. One group for four weeks were asked to journal thankful work events. Now, notice it was focused on work. Not thankful events anywhere in their life, but something at work that you're thankful for. Journal that for four weeks. Another group was asked to journal stressful work events. And the third group was asked not to journal anything at all. And then at the end of just one month of doing this, the thankful group had reduced stress and reduced depression compared to the other two groups. Hmm. So just the attitude of having thankfulness feeds the attitude of being thankful. Is that what I hear you saying? Well, that is actually true. We develop mindsets. And you think about this. I think we've all had periods in our life where maybe we were under some discouragement, down. We've maybe gone through some pain or loss. And, and when we're in one of those moods, isn't it easier to see the dark side of things? Yes. If we battle that with, uh, even though I've got these real-life problems to deal with, we put it purposely under the umbrella of our trust in our God, that there's a plan that maybe we can't see, that we're thankful for how God has led us in the past and the blessings we have historically received. And just because we have a new problem doesn't take away all the blessings we've received to that point that we can still be thankful for. And if we put the real problems under those umbrellas, they actually then diminish the overwhelming sense oftentimes of oppression. Let's go back just for a moment, if that's okay with you, to this child development where a thankful, gratitude-filled parent influences the child. If that parent sees the child beginning to get negative in spite of what they're trying to do for that child by having a positive attitude, how does a parent discipline or how does a parent train a child to be thankful in a... Children are pretty mean to each other. How does a parent make that child have that attitude in the midst of all that chaos? You know, it's interesting how you phrase that because I liked how you phrase it because it just gives us an opportunity to point out that you can't make someone mm. do anything, really, mm-hmm. it, when it comes to attitudes of the heart. You can't make them. A parent can make their child eat their spinach, but they can't make them enjoy it. And this is one of the things. So you can't make a child be thankful. So the challenge would be if you see a child who's struggling with a thankful heart, it would be to first investigate, is there something identifiable in the child's life that is undermining their thankfulness? Are they being bullied at school, for instance? Is there some secret in their life that the parent doesn't know about that's causing them stress? They're looking at things on the internet they shouldn't be looking at, for instance, or maybe they're being exploited by somebody in the community that the parent doesn't know about, or et cetera. If there is no variable like that, then opportunities for the parent to interact with the child where the parent can be thankful 
for the child and give the opportunity around the table, maybe the dinner table, if families still have dinner together, going around and everyone at the table modeling for the child something they're thankful for, and then giving the child an opportunity to do it as well, practicing it. Okay, how does God do that for us? What has God put in our path that he is using to try to make us thankful people? God pours all kinds of blessings upon us from the beautiful flowers to the sunshine to the people in our lives to his interventions uh, when we turn to him and ask for his interventions, the answers to prayers, so many blessings that we receive. And sometimes the biggest blessings are initially things that we don't think are blessings. Sometimes it takes years for those things to be discerned or realized. Of course, the Bible story of Joseph being sold into slavery by his brothers was not something that he was thankful for, I'm sure, and was quite agonizing over. But eventually, years later, he says to his brothers, you guys did this for evil, but the Lord permitted it for good. And and he was quite thankful that he was in a position to save his own family and his father and his brother and so forth. But he only got into that position because of some hardship he went through. I remember in my own life, many, many years ago, when I was in my early 20s, I got fired from a job, and it was the only job I've ever been fired from. And I was quite hurt. I went home and cried, and it was quite devastating to my you know, young ego at that time. And, and I prayed about it, and sort of a couple of days later, I got a new job. And, and at that new job, I met somebody who became a really good friend, and that friend was uh, pre-med and, and invited me to go pre-med with them, and, and I did, and now I'm a doctor today. And I look at that as a, as a turning point in my life that, okay, I am thankful I got fired from that job, but I wasn't thankful the day it happened. This is good news, because what I hear you saying is that we often, being human and wanting things to be good for us and well for us, we sort of like, well, I will be thankful as soon as I have stuff to be thankful for. And that is only part of the picture. We need to be thankful even when things aren't going well for us. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes, and it does depend on our perspective and the context of our reality. Uh, We can be thankful in the midst of hardship if we have a relationship with a God we can trust. Mm -hmm. And we've had experiences where we've seen adversities turn into blessings that in the middle of new adversities, we may not see where the Lord is leading at that moment, but we can have confidence that, that he is leading and we can be thankful we're not in it on our own. Oh, that is very comforting to hear you say that, Dr. Jennings. And listener, I know that you're being blessed by this. Dr. Jennings is asking us to have a thankful heart no matter what is going on in our lives. And I think that's a very positive message. In the last couple of minutes we have here on the program, Dr. Jennings, begin the process for us. Take us through a couple steps that we need to start today to generate that thankful heart. One of the things, step back and reflect, everybody can find something that they're thankful for. No matter what it is, everybody has something, even if there's real objective problems in their life that are abusive or hurtful, there are still elements in the person's life that they can be thankful for. And as we make the choice to identify those elements, then our capacity for thankfulness increases and our overall mental and physical health will improve 
which enables us to be more effective than in coping and dealing with the real problems we have. As we get pessimistic and negative, we, we lose creativity. We become narrow focused, darkness and discouragement. We become pessimistic. Why try? Why bother? Nothing even works out for me. Whereas a thankful person is often more hopeful and will try avenues of of opportunity that a depressed or a discouraged person wouldn't. And a thankful heart doesn't negate real problems, but puts us in a position to overcome and cope with those problems. Okay, so let's look at this from two different angles here in the last 60 seconds. You say that having a thankful heart helps our physical health. Can we do things to help our physical health, which will make us more thankful? Can that work as well? Well, to the degree that you have good physical health, that would be something to be thankful for. Well, that's true. So, it's true. <laughs> seriously, that is one of the things that many people can be thankful. I thankful I can see. I thankful yeah. I can hear. Thankful I can taste. Thankful I can walk. There's so many things that we can be thankful for in our physical health. And to the degree we make decisions in a lifestyle to be healthy, then we also can be thankful for the knowledge to make those decisions and the opportunity to exercise and have good diet. Wow, that is wonderful. Wonderful. The God-shaped brain, the God-shaped heart, the aging brain, could it be this simple? These are books that Dr. Jennings has made available to you on his website, Come and Reason. That's comeandreason.com. Check it out. Lots of good resources there. Dr. Jennings' radio programs, television programs, books, and his blogs are all waiting for us to make us grateful for what we have and to reconnect us with a God who can help us with that process. That's all at Come and Reason. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I feel better just talking with you. Thank you. Just remember, Charles, if you want an attitude of gratitude rather than mere platitude, always remember the beatitude. Happy are those who give thanks to our God of love. I love that. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>